You ready for this deal, Jimbo? Hey, let her rip, Cody boy. <laughs> Old stories like long lost friends. Rodeos and late night bends. History before our time. Round pens and pasture rides. Cowboys of the Osage. Woo, I, can't, I still can't believe we got our own theme song, Jimbo. Can you? Yeah, I can't get over that every time I hear it. <laughs> no, so we don't usually get it. We hadn't got to hear it the last few because uh, they. They insert it in mm-hmm. on those on on the ones we do on Zoom. So it was good to hear it again. Yeah, yeah. holy moly, it yeah. just blows my mind every time I hear it. Some some kid decided to write us a song. I know, I know. Lane, thank you. We appreciate you. Howdy, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Cowboys of the Osage podcast, brought to you by the Ben Johnson Cowboy Museum, located right here in Pawhuska, Oklahoma. Hey, it's old Cody here, and as always, I got my old partner with me, Mister Rodeo Historian himself, Jimbo Snively. Good morning, Jimbo. Good to see you. Who do we got today? Hey, Cody boy. It's just another great day in Osage, man. And you know us, Cody. We always got the champions on here. Just, But anyway, this week we've got Becca Gaggin with us today. Lady of the hour. I mean, you know, uh, she's uh was 2016 WPRA Rookie of the Year header in that association. And then last fall, her team won the big uh Women's Ranch Rodeo Association National Finals here at Pahuska that's held here every fall. And that's really a big deal. And then uh, this just recently, a week or so ago, that's how it held in the spring. It's not held in the fall, is it? Is that's I, fall. You're right, Jim. Okay, okay. I was thinking it was. Okay, yeah. Hard to get one by you, even if you're not sure. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, and then just here a few days ago, they won the Art of the Cowgirl Ranch Rodeo. Big deal champion they were the champion team there so that's really is that's cowboy channel material there and we're just really she's been a great cowgirl all her life raised up in it and we're just uh, happy to i knew her dad used to rope with her dad and uh, we're just happy to have her becca welcome to the cowboys little sage podcast thank you for having me we're glad to have you so that was a big deal last what when was that last week or the week before it was last week yeah yes we uh we went there and we took care of business. We had one goal, and and that was to uh, be the best of the best, and we committed ourselves, and we did it. Wow. Who's on your team? So my our team captain is the one and only Whitney Hall. She, uh, she put the team together, and uh, she, she strived for the best of the best. She, she likes to win, and so she had a – it's Whitney Hall – Cody Brown, Kelsey Thomas, and myself. And that was for uh, the Art of the Cowgirl. And then uh, for the WRA Association, the Vicaris Locust team, that's the team name. Uh, it was it was Whitney Hall, Cody Brown, Marianne Clark, and myself. So there was a, a team member swap at Arizona. And uh, that had already been planned before before we took the team we did to the WRA Association. And so uh, there was a, a team member switch, but it worked out well both ways. Both both those girls are phenomenal. 
I want to know what that, I think I know, but I want to know what that vicarious locus means. You know, I'm not, I'm not uh, good on my Spanish, but I guess it, I think it means badass cowgirls. <laughs> I, that's what I'm going to think it means. <laughs> that sounds good to me. They are. They are a whole team full of, right. of badass cowgirls for sure, Jimbo. No right. doubt about it. For sure. Where was that held out in Arizona? It was held in uh, Queen Creek. What's the weather out in Queen Creek this time of year? You know, last year it was 75 and sunny, and this year it was 50 degrees. And if you were in the sun, it was nice. But if the shade covered, you you needed a jacket pretty quick. What is the art of the cowgirl? What is the whole event out there? I know they have the ranch rodeo with it. I know. I don't even know. There's all kinds of things that yeah. go with it. I was trying to keep up with it on Facebook. Right. There was so much going on. I just oh, didn't. No. Horse sales and everything. Horse, I don't know. Yeah, there's there's so much. The art of the cowgirl promotes the, the women of the West, uh, just like the Western horsemen. But the art of the cowgirl has the cowgirls magazine, the cowboy channel, the Western horsemen. They all promote the cowgirl way of life and so they have so many different events they have uh the ranch rodeo and then they have an event called uh, the world's greatest horsewoman so those girls have to do a reining pattern herd work fencing boxing steer stopping all on one horse and it's whoever wins that that's a prestigious award it's like winning the world's greatest horsemen and uh there was a there was a gal on our team named kelsey thomas she won the whole she won top hand of the ranch rodeo. She won the world's greatest, and she won the ranch rodeo, and she sold a horse. So she, she had a phenomenal week. But we were blessed to have her on our team. But the the art of the cowgirl, I've never had. I've always been into ranch rodeoing and and uh, going places and roping. But that event, it just it brings the cowgirls from out from everywhere, and it it lets them uh, promote themselves and different things that they do and how they grew up and and it's got great auctions sell dogs it's a good place to, it's a good place to be for a cowgirl right i saw kelsey she was on facebook she was winning that one that cow or heifer or whatever running down the fence and yeah. she turned it back did you see any of that i saw it i, I just fell off cat. i know uh, that that's i've i've talked to many people and uh people that know what they're talking about and they Every one of them has said uh, it's one of the best fence runs I've ever seen in my mm-hmm. life. And uh, yeah. it's pretty awesome to call her one of my best friends. Right. So, Where does she live? She lives in Rising Star, Texas. Okay. She's originally from California. Okay. But she lives in Texas now. She's lived there for over 10 years, I imagine, now. So she's made a name for herself. And that this event has helped her grow tremendously. And it's helping me grow now, so... Right. I enjoy oh, it. Oh, yeah, that puts you guys on the map for sure. Yes. Yeah, the Cowboy Channel, Channel they'll air it. I'm not sure when they'll air it, but it'll be in the near future, I imagine. Oh, yeah. We can't wait to watch it. We got our, we're going to have to get our uh, DV, DVRs or whatever they are set. Yeah. <laughs> I don't Record even know what them. they are. They change so much. I don't, I don't know what they even use now. <laughs> I don't even have TV. You don't even have a TV? No, I'd, I, got, I watch DVDs or read books. Oh, my so. gosh. DVDs, that's about what the way of a VHS. I remember yeah. when those were those were cool. <laughs> yeah. I remember when they were new. I couldn't yeah. believe it. How the yeah. heck are we watching a movie on a disc? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. What, what's your favorite event, Becca? I like them all. Uh, I love the, the Brandon. I like to drag calves. Uh, but uh, I also like... Uh, 
the double team roping, which I know is it's a it's more of a doctoring event. They'll turn two calves out in the arena, and uh, there'll be four team members, and each team member commits to one or two team members commit to one calf, and uh, that's always a fun event for me because I like to head or heel. My team will ask me where do you want to be, and I'll tell them put me wherever, and. Uh, Whitney Hall and I, if, if I'm healing her and I have a little competition inside of the competition that whoever heals it first, you know, what well, it's just bragging rights. And so we go back and forth. If I, I usually, I usually catch first, but she'll argue. <laughs> <laughs> you but take, she's a hell, she's a hell of a healer. You take more than one horse out there. So I took, uh, I took a horse that I rodeoed on all summer. And last spring, he's a he's an age gilding. He's sixteen. His name's I call him Spider. He's a he's by a, a he's by a Doc Stylish Sam, and he is by a Natural Enterprise mare. Phenomenal horse. I've won lots of money breakaway and on him heading healing. He's a he's outstanding. My my father rode him before me, and so he made him a, a solid ranch horse before I even took him to the to the pen. But I rode him, and I took two cell horses out there and uh, got along good with those. I, if if my good horse was to get hurt, I would have rode one of those in the rodeo, but I didn't have to. Uh, so it worked out great. I would have took another mare that I had bought off a Larry D. guy in Trevor, Brazil, but she just wasn't as seasoned as, as the bay horse I had been taking all, all year. So I kind of... I was rushing it. I was thinking that I needed to take her because I really liked her and she's really phenomenal. But then again, why not? Why you're going that far, spend that kind of money? You got to take your season one. So that's right. what I did. Yeah, if you're going to be on the Cowboy Channel, you got to take. Best, <laughs> you got to look good. <laughs> I was getting in trouble because I braided his tail. My dad's like, "I'm braiding his tail." <laughs> <laughs> How important do you think it is to break a horse well, or do a lot of day working on a horse, or put a lot of miles on a horse before you take one to the arena? Um, so that's uh, what I strive to do most days uh, when I ride a horse. It's actually a dream of mine. I've, I, uh, I love making a horse outside and then take them to the pen and, and see them elevate and, and be better at other things. But it seems as the more you ride them outside, the better they get in the pen. And I was taught that from a very young age from my father. You, you mm-hmm. rope steers with him and... I guarantee you every horse he took there, he'd probably doctored, you know, 20 head on them that morning. Right. And so uh, I was taught from a young age that the gentle, the broke ones, the ones you use are the good ones. And so I I look for that in horses. I've I've had the opportunity to ride horses for for bigger names, and uh, that those horses didn't start out in, on the ranch, but I took them to the ranch and uh, made them consistent and confident for when they went back to the pen, they had a little better attitude about it. Um, something I strive to do to make them good from the ranch to the pen. I'd say that applies to calf horses, steer horses, Everything. anything you want to. I agree. Here's a, there's a bunch of roping horses out there. They right now, Jimbo, they can't even open a gate on. So. <laughs> right. Right. I've seen it. <laughs> it's the most aggravating thing in the world to get on one of those. But they're not cheap. No, 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 no. no. I think they last longer, though. They learn to protect themselves and... Right. A lot of great lessons from riding outside, I think. When yeah. one gets tired out from using them outside, they appreciate, like, it's, fu- to me, like, you can, it's fun to them to take them to a pen and let them cow and, and uh, have the opportunity to 
to be patterned that way, uh, roping calves. Uh, I personally, I, I, I can take any ranch horse that I ride and rope calves, breakaway, head, heel, because they enjoy it. They're not, they're not so patterned that they're, that they're uh, uncomfortable with it where they get mad. Uh, so I, I use them every day. Even before I, if I know I'm going to a big roping like the BFI or, or the Patriot or something, I'll definitely use those horses two weeks outside before I take them. Even if I rope on them in the evenings, I enjoy uh, making sure that they're calm, they're with me, they, they like what they do, their mind's right. And I've seen a lot of horses uh, not, get, not get that, not be, they're not in that position to, to, have a, to keep their mind steady. So. I got you. Well, I agree with you. <laughs> it's oh, good yeah. to see. And it's good to hear some folks, you know, actually taking the time to break a horse and teaching them to do something outside. Do you prefer a mare or a gildan? I I don't mind. I, either one's fine. I ride a lot of mares, ride a lot of gildings. The best horse I ever had was a mare. Uh, she's another one that I I didn't grow up riding a bad one. My dad's a phenomenal horseman, so she was one that he had rode and he said if when i took to roping in the pen he said if you're going to rope on one you need to take this mare and uh he had put some miles on her and she'd work off your legs and so i took her and she was automatic and so that's she gave me the first feel of knowing that you can be confident in a ranch horse taking them straight to the pen and not getting them worried in a box it's just you just set them there show them what to do and they're going to do it each time but anyways, uh, she was the best one I had. I ended up, uh, she, I took her to a jackpot to get her ready for uh, the Wendy Ryan, the memorial roping, and I backed her in the box and made four runs on her. And when I left uh, that fifth run, my dad never really went to jackpots. He'd go to the bigger ropings, but he just happened to show up in Oshaleta that day. And when I asked her to leave, uh, she was two strides out, and she snapped her leg above her left hawk. It was terrible. But uh, she, that mare taught me a lot. It was that was a terrible experience, but it made it built you, you know, better. And uh, I was, I'm not thankful that she broke her leg, but I'm thankful for the the things that that mare did teach me. And so I, I can't I can't say that I prefer a gilding or a mare because I have I've had so many good ones of both, so of each one. Sound like your dad jinxed you that day. <laughs> no, I. It was a blessing he was there because uh, I kind of lost my mind about yeah. that deal, and it was a it was a blessing he was there. So, was that an invitational deal out there? At, uh, yeah, uh, no, it's uh, Arizona. Mm-hmm. No, uh, they take the first fifty teams that enter, and then uh, they'll have a long round and then a short round. They take the top ten teams. Well. It was going to be the 10 teams, but they messed up on some books and they made it the top 15. And uh, it didn't matter to us. We uh, we were there to take care of business. If it was invitational, it'd be cool if it was invitational. Mm-hmm. But uh, it all the cowgirls, I met so many friends there that I can't I can't say anything bad about that that event. It's done a lot. It looked for me. like a first. First class, it well is. run. Well, it really you know, is. Event. You see the best of the best. What all events did they have out there <clears throat> that you competed in? Uh, so, and how many events are there in the women's out there? Because she told us her favorite one a while ago, mm-hmm. but I don't mm-hmm. think she told us all of them. So, so in different associations, uh, 
In the WRRA, they'll have the Sorton, Brandon, Trailer Loading, uh, the Muggin, and I'm missing one. I'm probably missing the ribbon rope, and I hated that one. It's like the cow milking, but yeah. But you just have to take the ribbon off. I I don't run very fast. I get winded. But uh, that's the the events for the WRRA, and then for the Art of the Cowgirl, there was uh, the Brandon, the Double Team Roping, the Doctrine, and the Ranch Horse. So the Ranch Horse the Ranch Horse competition part of it is one member from your team boxes and fences a horse or fences a cow, and uh, they'll get a score, and it goes on to your overall team average. And our Kelsey won. She was on our team, and anyway, she she made a perfect score of a 150. They can be plus or minus from 150, but she was at the top average score. And so uh, I'll, ne- I'll never forget this. She came out of the arena, and she said, are you girls ready to ride this wave? And we're, I, my exact word said, let's go surfing. And, I mean, we <laughs> we cleaned Slade, and we, we cleaned them out in the finals. But uh, we the doctrine event, I, if I would have – Caught two feet to where they didn't have to tell it down. We would have won every event. But we won two of the three in the finals. So. Wow. Yeah, it's it was a lot of energy and electricity in the building that evening. Can't wait to watch that on the Cowboys. Yeah, channel. it's fun. Oh, yeah. Sounds like a heck of an event. We had a, in the double team rope, and they turned two calves out. And there was a terrible wreck. Uh it's either Wednesday or Thursday, and one of the long go in the long rounds. I think I saw that. It one was on terrible, too. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, those, you know, they just weren't so. looking up, seeing it happen. Mm-hmm. I was front and center watching, and uh, I think Kelsey was right beside me. And when it happened, it was bad. And uh, so Whitney, our team captain, she made up a safe word called. She called it raspberry. So if you heard the word raspberry, you pulled up. You know, if you were dedicated to a calf, but they were about to come back around and meet, yell raspberry. So in the finals, I let a calf. We had two calves come out. I was the healer. I was hazing. And uh, my header, she was running to it. Well, the calf bent right back to where the outgate. He kind of knew. They've been in and out of there several times, knew where it was. Kelsey and Whitney's calf was coming back the same way, and I was yelling, raspberry, raspberry. We all pulled up but Kelsey, and uh, she roped the snot out of hers, and we went and made clean runs on both steers. But we, it's a good thing we had a safe word because we, we paid attention. I mean, it, was, it could, have been, could have been bad, but we were all kind of aware of our surroundings. You could did, hear raspberry for miles away. <laughs> did everybody walk away from that wreck? From what I hear, yes. Uh, I I swore one gal she might have broke her leg, but she got up and they helped mm-hmm. her out. She was putting weight on it, but it looked it was oh it looked bad. It was it. bad, yeah. It was it was a hell of a wreck. I was at Pendleton one year, Jimbo and Russ Gray. I don't know if you know Russ Gray or not. He used to rope steers. He was sitting on the infield of the arena there at Pendleton and had his leg over his saddle horn. And there's during the Indian relay races, and one of the Racers jumped the fence, and they broadsided old Russ just like they yep. did on that wreck the other day at the Art of the Cowgirl. And uh, everybody made it through it good, but holy moly, what a wreck. What a wreck that was, Jimbo. Well, well, that was just a few days ago. Well, last fall, y'all blew in here and dominated the, the women's ranch rodeo here, the finals. The finals. We didn't uh, perform the best at, at the finals, but uh, – 
we won almost every rodeo we went through we went to throughout the season so that was exciting we came to the finals uh we didn't jive as well as we did all year but uh it was still it was still fun fun for me and it was a damn good opportunity i've always wanted to be a world champion i I knew the women's ranch rodeos would help me get there, but I also, like, I strive to, I want to do it in the breakaway, team roping, I want to do it and all. And uh, I'm very blessed that it was in the ranch rodeos because it's, I've been involved with in it for so many years. But uh, I committed to this, to this past team, like, for sure committed and went. I Usually I was just a sub or I was on a team that just went to one or two, and so you, you really took you out of the shot of making or winning the world. And uh, you had to show show up with your guns loaded because at those at those women's deals, they uh, those girls want to win. They're not there just to show themselves. Like they can rope, they can sort, tie them down. So I was blessed to be on a team that when we came here, our butts were puckered too at the finals because there's a team right on right on us. And uh, it's a good thing that they didn't. Uh, do points for the average because I don't think we would have got the world deal if, if it was an average for the finals. But uh, we we showed up all season long and and did our best. We we tried to win every one of them. If we if we weren't winning them, we were second. So now are you going to go hard this year? I believe so. I would like to. Uh, I I talked to Whitney yesterday and I told her I was committed. But there's a a dream of mine. I I really want to go to. Cheyenne and Pendleton. I got a really good uh, breakaway horse that can run. That's his setup. He can run fast. He's kind of like scoring them out here in Pahuska. I, I love it. And I told her if if it all comes to and I think I could go, I, I'm going to commit myself to going to those two rodeos. But if not, um, I'm fully committed to, to our ranch right. rodeo team. So, Well, if you can enter Cheyenne and Pendleton, you better. Yes. I, For I, sure. I know so many of those girls. I've rode horses for a bunch of those girls that go, and it just uh, it's a craving I have, so I know it's coming. How, how many do they take up there? Do they limit the entries? I don't know. Uh, I'm going to say they take over 100, but, I, I mean, I could be wrong. Yeah. I haven't just hit the circuit or I haven't hit the road very much. Mm-hmm. But uh, Well, what a time to start thinking about hitting the road right now. I know. It's, it's never it, been bigger. It's never been better. I don't think for uh, ladies breakaway roping. How do you than quali- it is right now? Right, absolutely. Uh, how do you qualify for like the American? So they have a uh, sanction jackpots mainly, uh, and you uh, you pay the side pot for it for the American. It'd be called the American side pot, and uh, you place good. You win the roping. You're automatically you're going to the to the American and. You don't have to place in several ropings, or is it just one? Just one. If if you okay. win the roping, if you win the American side pot at okay. a roping, okay. then you win a spot to. I the thought American. maybe you had to keep advancing. I didn't know. Yeah, and I I did really good last year. I made the semifinals, uh, not in the big house, but at the mm-hmm. at the uh, I, uh, Fort Worth. Yeah, right. And uh, that short score got me though. <laughs> I need to work a little bit better on that. What you? Just didn't get out. I didn't get out good, mm-hmm. and uh, kind of ran my. You get you're a guaranteed two two calves when you go mm-hmm. down there. I had both my American spots filled. You get two spots, and uh, I just my mind, I'm my mental game wasn't good there, and uh, 
I look forward to making it better. I I study mental performance a lot, and it's helped. And that's a big part of it. It is. Sure. It's. I think it's the main part of it because I I know my horsemanship skills are there. I just mm-hmm. my mind is uh, it's way better. I uh, I'm real tight with Larry D. Guy and Hope Thompson and and Jackie Crawford and a gal named Donnie Taylor, who's their mental performance coach. And they happened to be at Arizona last week whenever um, putting on clinics when the ranch rodeo was fixing to start. So I got the opportunity to visit with them and, you know, and get your mindset right. And, and cause those are world champions. Uh, sure. Household names. Yes. They're, they're great people. I've rode, rode some horses for them. And, and so they, they help a lot to, to get you mentally ready. And, but at that particular deal with the American, I was, uh, I just thought too much. I wasn't, I wasn't, I didn't prepare myself. Right. So, but I'm ready now. I bet. <laughs> Don't doubt you. Do you see that run the other day? I think it's Fort Worth 1.8. I did. Domer. Yeah. Kelsey Domer. Yeah. Yep. Was well, I'm fun? really, I'm really enjoying all this breakaway. It's it's good watching. Oh yeah, and and beautiful horses. Boy, they have some good horses. They, some of the best horses. They ride like. the best ones. Yeah, their daddy got them a good one. A lot. Of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, Becca probably made her own. Yeah, oh yeah, I know it. But <laughs> you can tell some of those uh, girls really ride some high dollar horses. They do for sure. So go on, Jimbo. No, go on, Jimbo. I'm just going to ask her where she was raised. Go it. Where were you raised at? I was born and raised in Lenapau, Oklahoma. Added another world champion yeah, to their list. Yeah, Show right. Webster's a big, uh, big oh. fan of mine, and really good friends with uh, Kathy, his daughter, and right. and uh, there's been many champions come from Lenapaul, and I want my name at the bottom. They got a sign. Yeah, I've seen that sign on the highway, and I want my name on it. Why so, is it on there yet? Well, it's it's new. I, we're gonna work on it. Okay, perfect. <laughs> Do you ever think about all when you're up there working? You ever think about all the history? I do. I look out across uh, the land all the time and think about uh, how people have made it and and uh, and the and the great things that came from that from all around Lenapaul and not even Lenapaul here too. I, I enjoy all the history of it. Right. Lots of it. So you have champions from Lenapaul, Jimbo. Well, you have Shote, you know, and then his uncle Fred Larry, you know, many times, and then you got Buck Rutherford, mm-hmm. you know. And, no, no, what a Slim Richardson's another one they claim. Don't know much about him. Uh, Everett Shaw, Everett a lot Shaw, of people yeah. don't don't realize Everett Shaw was raised up right over there on Hogshooter Creek and and worked on that ranch and before he went to Stonewall. You know, I'm sure I'm probably leaving him. I'm leaving somebody out. Becca, Me. Becca, <laughs> Becca you know John Israel. He was raised over. Yeah, on the Lowry Ranch. He, he yeah. said. Yeah. We're shooting that's, all of them. Yeah, that's where, uh, well, my Uncle Dan owns that place now, mm-hmm. Dan Adcock. And uh, there's still remnants of old pens and and show used uh, for water tanks, you use boats, fiberglass boats. So it's kind of funny, any place you go to and you see an older set of pens with a fiberglass boat, you know that he had something to do with it. So they're <laughs> still there. They work mm-hmm. good. Yeah. And we I'm, have his spurs in here. Shows yeah. old spurs, yeah. When I went to work for George Carter right out of Welling School, 1975, that's the first job I, we went to was a barn for Shote over yeah. there. I bet it's, I know it's still there, but I couldn't tell you how to get there. But uh, it wasn't at his house. It was out somewhere. But uh, I remember he had it staked out, okay, before we got there. He said, this is where I want it. 
and uh, we went to building it when we when we got it got the whole or maybe he already had the whole set and the post set but anyway we went to looking at it, it was so far out of square it was unreal so this is so <laughs> out of square and he just stepped it off that's how he measured it and we had a heck of a time getting our tin to come out you know and everything because he just stepped it off like a cowboy you yeah. know <laughs> and wanted us to build a barn there but i never will forget that they used to have big old uh, roping and rodeo there too didn't they jimbo Oh yeah, shoot yeah had had I think it started in the late fifties. It was an RCA rodeo, and went all through the sixties and into the seventies. I'm not sure just what year it stopped, but it, it was a, a, a really nice RCA rodeo. And uh, they had a big jackpot steer roping there too, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Shope put on a, a jackpot there several years. Uh, I know I was there in seventy one, seventy two, watching, and it, he always furnished big cattle. And I think I told you, but that seventy two he. He also had to furnish the cattle for the national finals in the fall, and he had seven hundred pound steers at the Golly. at his jackpot, Golly. and just turned them out on that pasture on that good pasture <laughs> over there, and you know, and, and never even thought about them again till fall. Got them up for this roping, and you talk about some big old fleshy Mexican steers. Yeah, now they were. They've been on that blue stem. Yeah, yeah. She has Schultz old trailer, Jimbo. I wonder if there's a little bit of uh, <laughs> I do something that came along with all these world championships about the time she collected that trailer up. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if the ghost of Schultz with her. Probably. He's probably. I think so. Might be. He sure might be. Yeah, I day worked for Kathy. He helped her with her cows, and she said, "What do I owe you?" And there was a little one horse open top trailer that he had built uh, early '50s. She told me, and uh, the top rail on it is he's he poured cement in so it'd make it heavy i'm not kidding and uh the floor was it was the original floor was dry rotted it was gone and tore it out and but anyway she asked me what i what what she owed me and i said i want that trailer and it was a uh, that was one tree grown up in the back gate and she said oh you don't want that i said i want that trailer and uh so she when when she gave me the yeah you yeah come get it I was there the next day. I would have been there that night, but it was dark. And uh, I was there the next day. My dad, he went with me. He goes, is this? he said, you, this is what you're getting? And I said, yeah. He goes, all right. He helped me load it. We put, uh, had 15-inch tires you had to put on there. Uh, brought some old tires, put on, and got it back to his place. And and uh, it sat there for a minute because I wasn't sure what I wanted to do, how I wanted to redo it because it was it wasn't the jack was still good, but uh, the floor was bad and it needed painted. And and I left the original paint, but I redid the floor and put a my dad put grates in the bottom of it and put rubber mats on top. I've got maybe three horses that'll get in it. That'll all of it, but it's 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 so neat. It's stuff like that just. It just uh, makes my day, and I love. I like to haul it. I don't. I don't pull it much. If when we work calves and stuff, I'll pull it around the ranch and in places. But on the highway, it'll get to whipping a little. You gotta kind of watch it. It's not very long. So I mean, it's gotta be a small horse that fits in it. If he put old popcorn in there, I'd be. I'd like to see a picture of that. It's not. It's not very big. Seemed like he crumpled. Yeah, he, I think he might have crammed two in really. there. <laughs> He was notorious for. I think he had two horses die from two different ones. Yeah, a ball his trailer coming on. Oh, he drove fast. Yeah. He, of course, most of those cowboys back then drove fast. Yeah, they, they had just, to get places. They just drove like hell. So, what's your daily life like? What do you get up and do every day? So uh, I work full time for my parents. 
uh, Lazy Rafter Slash Ranch. And uh, I get up and uh, feed cattle most mornings and uh, ride colts throughout the day. Uh, in the evenings, if it's summertime, I, I try to rope quite a bit, a lot. Uh, I spend most of my evenings roping the dummy. And uh, my dad changed his feeding program to where you don't use a cake box anymore. You we got to grind feed with tractors, so now I feel like a farmer most days. <laughs> got to wear my mud boots. But it pays off. Uh, cattle do great on it. They grow good. Uh, in the end, it's uh, cheaper by the ton, and uh, they they do outstanding on grass. But uh, What do you grind up? So um, we've been grinding a... This year, because hay got so high, the drought and everything, mm-hmm. he bought some corn stock. And uh, so we'll grind corn stock, uh, wet distillers, like a corn byproduct, and then uh, corn, whole corn, and uh, soybean meal. And then we, we started getting in a, mar- a marijuana byproduct, like a hemp, because they were growing all this right. stuff around right. here. And it's got like 27% protein. You hit, damn sure have to cover it up because of, they... This cattle can smell it. It's kind of a rank smell, like the skunky smell. But uh, they take to it good. Uh, the first couple of weeks that we started feeding it, uh, Burr and I were, which is my dad, uh, like, wonder if they're high, like, watching these <laughs> cattle. But the guy, the, the um, dealer for it, he's like, he's like, no, this is CBD hemp or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so, anyways, that's our mixture, and it seems to work good. We used to just use 14% cake or 20 but... This is the roughage that goes into this um, cattle take to it. Soulborn cattle take to it. Um, I've seen a lot of people switching to right. the grinding. It's a lot of work, but it pays off. Right. Do you put it out in a big truck type thing? Uh, we use a tractor and a grinder. Okay. Like we grind it all in, in one big grinder. Like uh, people do have the trucks where they can load them up and. And people and others come by and grind their hay bales, but we just bought the whole grinder, and uh, I wait. You don't have to wait on someone to come grind your hay. You probably have to feed it in troughs. Is that right? Yeah, feed it in troughs. Um, some places on the ranches, like that, we feed cows. They'll they put telephone poles up, like make them like troughs on the ground. Uh, that way, the stuff it don't scatter, and it works really good. Mm. Yeah, I hadn't so, thought of that. That's yeah, good. it works. It works good because the cement troughs. I mean, they're high dollar right. and you have that much country, you don't want to get off the road with those big rigs because it'll tear your pasture up. So it's better if you can line those telephone poles for as many cows as you're going to feed. I mean, when you're feeding four or 500, you don't want to drive out in your pasture and string it when you can do it across the road. And so those telephone poles, they help a lot. Have you always, always worked on that ranch or did you ever have a different job? Um, no, I've, I've, uh, went to college, uh, was on the horse judging team, won the world horse horse judging, won the Congress horse judging, and uh, I always knew deep down I was I was gonna be on a horse taking care of cattle, and uh, I went to Stillwater for a year. I didn't like it, so I came home, went straight to work for my uh, uncle Frank Adcock up in Sedan, Kansas, and uh, learned a lot from him. He's he's a very very neat guy. He can. He knows cattle. He knows how to graze cattle. He knows how to build log furniture. He knows how to braid quirts. He taught Jay how to braid quirts. Uh, 
They sold Ben Johnson a bunch of movie horses. Yeah, uh, really? so, yeah. I've been trying to get him to come on the podcast. Yeah. He said he would. Then yeah. now, now he won't answer his phone. I know him. Yeah. And then uh, he taught me how to make uh, the horn buckles that uh, old Cauldron makes. He taught Colt, uh, James, too. And so I learned a lot from him. But that's really the only job after I left him. Um, I went straight to work for my for my parents. And it's a on. I mean, it's a revolving door. Like, that's our lifestyle. And it's all I've ever known. Like, my dad was a top hand several times. And he worked for the... Uh, Oklahoma land for before I was born, but just um, that's all he knew. And then growing up, that's all I've known, and I enjoy it. And I don't think I'd have it any other way. So that's great to hear. Good family business keep yes, going on it's and all on family. and on for sure. Oh, yeah. You do got to work a lot harder when it's family. It seems like <laughs> well, you never there's no end. set hours. Hey, that no. mental performance stuff helps. Right. <laughs> you get to using that. Right. Does your dad ever talk about his old steer roping days? He does. Uh, he's he's very fond of the horses that he rode. Yeah. And uh, and I've seen pictures of it. I wish that I was old enough because he he uh, quit roping steers when he had had my brother, and he's four years older than me. So I never got to watch him actually trip steers, but I got to watch him in the ranch rodeos, and and I got to watch him in the pasture, and he and how handy he is with a horse. He's Probably the best horseman I've ever seen. I know he's my dad, but he mm-hmm. he can make one quiet just with within a snap. And I I I always wish I could go back and see him make those runs. Uh, I probably here. got some of them on some old tapes. We used to film most of those club opens, but yeah. there's those old VHS tapes, and I don't even know if they're any good anymore or not. They're up in the attic, but. Yeah, I was taking a Bartleville and get them digitized. Yeah, if, I, if I ever do, <laughs> and I find any of your dad, <laughs> if I find any of your dad, I'll let you know. But yeah, yeah. he's he was always uh, he's always really big on on his horses, and that's I think that's where I get it from. He mm-hmm. likes to he always he never rides a bad one, right? And then right. the steer trip, and he when he tells the stories of it, he talks about his horse Wallaby. And he had another bay horse. I can't remember his name. I remember uh, the saw horse. That's the wallaby. Well. Yeah, okay. it was really nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I seen pictures of that, and you could just tell just from the pictures how he's on the end of the rope, mm-hmm. how good he was. Mm-hmm. But what do you look for in a performance horse? A good Being mind, a world champion. <laughs> no, I'm talking about confirmation wise. So uh, I I uh, I like them all to be pretty uh, proportionate, um, equally balanced uh, shoulder ribs to the hip and clean throat latch but uh i really like a horse that cinches deep i know like a if they cinch deep it'll take away from their hindquarters even though they have a big uh rear end it, it might look smaller if they cinch real deep but i think a, a deep cinching horse um that's one of the main things i look for and a and a good mind uh but confirmation wise i like a from their withers to the bottom of uh, where they their girth, I like it to be deep because if it's not, then those those horses wear out fast. They the shallow ones. They I've, I know I've had some good ones that were good minded, but they just they couldn't uphold uh, the uh, like the things you put in front of them. Like you rope a eight hundred pound steer or something outside. Like they can only take so much of that. They'll take it for the first couple, but when you have to doctor so many. They don't, but even in the arena, um, they seem to last longer. For sure, they got bigger bone. Uh, 
I'm not so big. Like, if they have an ugly head, but they got a nice body, I'm okay with that. Right. If they got a good mind. Um, I can kind of look at a horse most of the time and just how they react around people and tell how good they are just from them leading them. Or, and even if their confirmation's bad, I'm, I always, uh, I always like, I always appreciate a good minded horse. But I look, I look for the exceptional ones. What about your feet? I like good feet. <laughs> you like black, black feet? Black feet. Um, I like, I've seen some horses that had white feet that were the toughest feet I've ever seen, but they were completely white. I've seen horses that had cracks in their feet that were from the bottom up to their pat or to their hairline that they, you know, damn sure had to keep them shod, but they might be the best looking son of a guns around. It just depends. Um, but I prefer them to have black feet or solid my, my color feet. My grandpa always wanted black feet yeah. on a horse, but, but there's sold, a lot of good ones with white feet too. I sold a, a horse last year at the Art of the Cowgirl. He was, my nephew's rode him quite a big, bit. He was a <clears throat> really good ranch horse. He was a Cremello. He was bred really good. Big, pretty, uh, good looking ranch horse. Kind of had the pink eye, kind of turned people away. But uh, he had the best feet I think I've ever seen on any horse. And they were solid white and they were, I mean, they were hard as a rock. They were, you didn't have to shoe that horse for, you could take him across here in the Osage and you would never have to shoe him. Right. He was, he was phenomenal. You know, those white horn steers are harder horns on those Mexican steers. They're real white and shiny. Those are harder than the black horn ones. So I don't know why it's the opposite on horse's feet. But Heck, if I know, Jimbo. I don't either. We need to do a study on that sometime. <laughs> Check it out. We'll have to have some college somewhere do a study. <laughs> right. Uh, if you were putting together a Mount Rushmore of lady of cowgirls, the best cowgirls of all time, they don't. They could. You can go back to Tad Lucas if you want to, or you can name the girls you ride yeah. with. Just who would you put on that? Need four names. Uh, damn sure, Larry D. Guy. Um. She was one of the first women ropers that I literally took respect for. I was kind of, when I was in high school, like, I could rope outside. I, I was never in the pen. But uh, I thought I could out-rope them. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I went to uh, all-girl team roping in Hamilton, Texas, and I seen her and Annette Stahl win the, win the roping. And I said, damn, they rope like men. Like, they rope good. And uh, so I entered my first team roping at the U.S. Finals, uh, be 2013, and uh, entered healing for Kelsey Thomas, the girl that won the world's greatest. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I got my butt kicked, and I was like, so then I was hooked on it. Well, you'd you'd see Larry D there or or Annette, and. Uh, or Beverly Robbins, and they're like the best of the best going. And it's like, I'm not as good as I thought I was. Like, I got things to work on. So she'd be one. And then Jackie Crawford, I've got to know her. She's She's been one. And uh, Betty Gail Cooper, I've, I mean, I was young when she passed away, but I've went back and I've heard lots of stories about her. And uh, gosh, I got to put my mama on there. There you go. So she's taught me how to be tough and respect people and work hard and and uh, show gratitude. So 
I damn sure got to put her on there. Absolutely. And she's put up with, she's raised her whole family and put up with Burr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She deserves to be on there. <laughs> you left him building fence at home today when you left what they said. Yeah, he was a little irritated. And he goes, go get on your pod. He doesn't even know what these a podcast is. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he uh, he's fixing fence. He's got my brother-in-law, Riley Holloway, and uh, my cousin Joseph Vargas helping him. And both great hands. Uh, blessed to have family, like that close a family that works so hard to keep things running. So I'm glad that they're there. Because if not, I'd be in my mud boots and, and my leather gloves, I imagine. Well... Unless, unless it's yours, you just don't care about it as much, you know. Right. And, uh, it's just good to see a family keeping it all in the family. I like it. Oh, For sure, Jimbo. You can't beat raising a family on a ranch. I mean, I don't care what you're doing. You can't beat that. That has to be a big part of your success, all the support you get from home. Every bit of it. Every bit of my success uh, comes from my family. It stems from my family. Uh, when I first started, they, there was never any doubt from them. Uh, of course, my mom, she's like, you need to get married and have kids. But then when she sees how happy I am doing what I'm doing, um, I got things I want to accomplish before I do settle down. Uh, she, They're all good with it, and uh, they're happy for me. They call all the time if I'm gone on the road. They're like, where are you at? How's it going? Uh, what's your How's your horses doing? you need anything done? Like, they're always caring, and, and uh, I, I couldn't ask for a better family. And it, it definitely is a a family that, or my family stays together. The ranch and deal, we're all we're all committed 100. percent Whether it's our own deal or or helping my mom and dad, it's um, my brothers and sisters are very very helpful. My whole family. They better watch out at them breakaway roping as soon as she decides to hit that road hard. I'm oh, ready. <laughs> I hope we get to watch her on, at Cheyenne this year. I hope so, too. I want to watch her over in Las Vegas is where I want to watch well, her. Well, that, that, too. Win Cheyenne for us. Right. Hit the Spicer Grip and the Wendy Ryan and all of them, too. That's right. You need to get to hitting all them rodeos. I know it. I'm ready. Sure. Tell Burr, best... you'll, you'll see him in the fall if you see him at all. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be like, well, I'm just going to have to let you go and find someone else. You know, <laughs> say that. Turn loose that checkbook, but give you a big old credit card. Right. Keep you on the road. That's one thing about him. Uh, he said, if you're going to do something, you're going to work at it. I'm not going to hand it to you. So yeah. that's one thing I've learned. Uh, everywhere I've been, I've I've strived to, like he's given me a job and I work hard for him. But um, that's that's one thing that he strives. I'm not, he said, I'm not, I'm not going to fund you. You're going to do it yourself. So riding the horses for people, it helps a lot. For sure. Well, if you need any help, ever look our way. We'll <laughs> okay. we'll enter you for half. She's a dang. Hell yeah. She, yeah. She's for sure. You're a She's Calcutta a man. You'll put us in good, won't you? That's right. <laughs> well, do you, you got anything else you need to say, Becca, before we get off here? Uh, no, I just, uh, I guess I do. I appreciate you all for having me on and uh, appreciate my family and and uh, all, the, all the girls in my corner, that my circles that have put me where I am today. I wouldn't be anything without any of y'all, so I appreciate it. You got any sponsors? No, uh, not yet. Just myself. That's so a, that's a good one to have, anyway. Yeah, yeah. That's I haven't I haven't really promoted myself to sponsors yet. I kind of kind of hard headed. Wait till this podcast comes out. Kind of want them to come to me, but we'll see. Well, I tell you what, if I was a sponsor, you know, owned a, a major corporation or something, I would be all in on it. Who wouldn't want to? Oh yeah. 
put put your money behind someone like her. Good, right. honest, hardworking, right. goal oriented, yep. world champion. Holy world moly! Champion. Yep, <laughs> that's a great role model for anybody. For sure. I can't think of uh, one thing that wouldn't be a good role model no, about it. I don't. What about you, Jimbo? What else you got? Oh, just thank her for coming down. I know she's wanting to stay home, Bill Fence. But. No. <laughs> we got to get her back over there before it gets done. <laughs> right. I'm going to drive slow, take the long way, take 99 home. Be sure and tell your daddy hello for us. I will. Tell him to get over here in Osage sometime. That gum, I haven't seen you. I, I was thinking that was 35 years ago when we were roping in the club. It's hard to believe. It seems like yesterday. He keeps in touch with uh, with Tim Drummond and David Cheeves yeah. quite a bit. Yeah. So. Yeah, every time I talk to Dave, he says something about talking to Burr. But yeah. Hey. Every time I see Dave in town, Burr's with him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Neither one of them come to town that often. Yeah, they don't. <laughs> no. So. Well, all right, everybody. Be sure and uh, like, subscribe, share the podcast, throw us a comment on it. It means a lot to me and Jimbo when you do that. So. You bet. Well, see everybody next week. Thanks, Becca. Thank you. Thank you, Becca. Thank you. Old stories like long lost friends, rodeos and late night bends, history before our time. Round pens and pasture rides Cowboys of the Osage